My name is Ty Brady. I am the owner of Brady Insurance Marketing. Welcome to the Ty Brady Way, Episode 1, Meet Ty Brady. In this episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background and how I became and where I am and where everything stands today. I am the father of five kids. They range from age 16 to 2. I love them to death and I am very involved in their sports and their activities. If I could be to every one of their activities, I would. And uh, my wife and I have been married for 18 years. I have a phenomenal wife, and I don't think I heard her once say, don't do that, or not supportive, where I showed when I'd leave in the morning and not come home until 12 o'clock at night. And literally, I was installing Christmas lights one day. The next day, I could have been hanging insulation. The day after that, I could have been designing a house. I mean, you would not believe the amount of odd jobs I had. I think I had, uh, my buddy was counting, he said, uh, I think he had 17 jobs, different jobs that were, you know, temporary jobs in a year period. And I don't think my wife ever said one time, Ty, um, you need to find a real job. All she did is she loved me and supported me and I'd lay my head down on the pillow at night and she would be like, you know, we'll get through this. And I look back now and I'm like, wow, how different it could have been if my wife didn't support me the way she did. But I do love her to death. And I mean, as hard as it was, I mean, I went from a house, you know, my dream house, living on the golf course, you know, getting ripped out from underneath us to actually having to go back and live with my parents for a number of years. And how grateful I was that my parents took me in and were willing to uh, put up with me. And at the time, I think I had two kids. And then we had uh, a few other kids after that, but that they were grateful. And I'm grateful to them for letting me, you know, do that and get my feet back underneath me because I would definitely wouldn't have what I have today without any of them and their support. The the support is, that's the family side of support. And then you have the work support. We talk in the insurance industry, you can be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And, you know, Ron Kellogg, when I when I interviewed with him, he says, you know, I want everyone to have everything that I have, the car, the RV, the motorcycles. And when they're happy, I'm happy. If they're happy with whatever that income amount is. The beauty of this business is there's nobody holding you to a quota. Nobody's saying you cannot do that. Nobody's saying don't try this, don't try that. You know, it's out-of-the-box thinking that has helped agents get from point A to point B a little quicker. We do have a track to run on. You know, I help people with the track that I ran on, and there's similarities, but we all go on this journey by ourselves because at the end of the day, it's about supporting your family and helping people. And it's a beautiful thing when you know that when you get up every day, it's uh, very fulfilling and rewarding. First of all, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in applied science. And from there, I got a, a job at a local construction company where I was doing drafting and design work. From there, I worked as a superintendent and on my way up to an operation and production manager for a local general contractor. I probably did two to 3,000 homes over my career and developed multiple big projects with multifamily and commercial, like commercial real estate. In 2008, uh, when the economy tanked, that's when I was out of a job and I was searching and looking for a home and couldn't find a job in construction when it was related to operation and production manager. So I uh, did took a lot of jobs, a lot of odd jobs. I was a millwork designer for a little while and, des- and did some millwork, some cabinet work. I did insulation. 
I hung Christmas lights, just anything I could do to provide for my family. In that process, I did lose my home uh, in one of those illegal foreclosures. I, I, I stopped making the payment on my house in December, and it was foreclosed, and somebody new moved in there in April. So I, I spent four years, you know, or, or from lost the house, and then found only jobs I seemed to fi- be able to find was in sales. So I had one of my uh, subcontractors that I'd previously done work for me say, hey, I'll give you a shot at sales. So I started selling uh, vinyl fencing and chain link fencing, wood fencing. And I went and sold a guy a, a fence, and he told me about an opportunity in the senior market. It was uh, at the time I didn't understand captive versus broker. And the agency that I would uh, that got me ultimately in the business in the senior market was captive agency. I was there for about a year. I ran all I ran all kinds of awards, sold a bunch of stuff, and I uh, went to him one day and said, "Hey, I keep running into this product. It has a zero premium." And he says, "Well, you're not allowed to sell it." You know, I was a captive agent, which means I went out and I wrote business with a carrier, and all those commissions and everything that I did got paid to an agency. So I did go down the road of being captive. I learned a lot. Grateful for everything I learned there. When I first started, I said, hey, I want to be an independent agent. I don't want to be captive. I want to have control. Part of that was because of, you know, my being, getting everything ripped out from underneath me, my house, my home. Somebody controlled my destiny and my dreams. So I said, you know what, I want to, I want to interview and I want to make sure, because I had all the big insurance agencies wanting to recruit me and said, hey, yeah, we'll give you a shot and we'll do this and we'll do that. But I was very, very clear, at least I thought when I interviewed with this guy that said, hey, We'll get you a job in the senior market. We're not captive and uh, understand captive versus broker, which means everything I wrote was given to an upline where it was top heavy. You know, as an example, if the commission on a sale was 400 bucks, I'd make 100, they'd make the 300. Now it is not top heavy at all. And in fact, if agents are not producing, it actually hurts the upline because the upline has to show the agents are producing to validate contracts. The upline has to, I mean, right now I'm dealing with a bunch of agents that are going to get fees and fines because they haven't produced in the last year because they they haven't gone to work. And if they don't end up paying the fee, then it rolls up to me. So it's advantageous for me to help agents stay engaged and help advantageous for me to help them be successful. If not, I've done them no good. Their family's no good. I've done myself no good. So I left there, left a bunch of money on the table and then I had to reinvent myself and try and figure out, okay, what am I going to do? So I went and said, I'm going to sell life insurance. I'm going to sell, you know, group insurance. I'm going to try medical insurance. I, and in that process, I gravitated and found the agency I'm with now, which is uh, Kellogg Insurance Marketing. I work under that umbrella. Uh, Ron Kellogg has been in business for 50 years. I think you'll hear more about him later in some episodes as well. But he's been my mentor, and through that process, I've been able to grow an agency with uh, over 500 agents currently and growing, always looking for more and always recruiting and training. For me, um, I really enjoy taking the RV out or the the four-wheeler or, you know, just getting away because this could be and is a high stressful job when I'm trying to recruit and train. And as Ron says, there are uh, you're in a position of authority and those things help me stay calm cool and collective 
And, you know, I look at people that started in the industry about the same time I did and where I sit in position to them, not that it's about position, but they come to me and they're like, well, I should have stuck with it a little bit harder or worked a little bit harder like you did. But it's it's such a tremendous industry and a grateful industry because well, I don't know where else you can serve serve people and make a lot of money. And, you know, they have to make decisions. It's the, uh, I call it the next gold rush. So you're literally meeting with people and talking with people and saying, hey, here's your options. Pick A or pick, pick B, A or B. You really don't care. And you have the best products. You have the best carriers. And the hardest part about this job is, is for one, if you're self-employed, is staying consistent, you know, getting your boots on every morning and going to work. The second hardest thing is uh, getting the appointments. I mean, time is, is money, unfortunately. and But at the same time, insurance about offsetting risk. So you help people offset risk, and you can make a good living doing that. But there is a big distinction between being captive and a broker. A broker, you know, you get paid directly by the carrier. The carrier sets the commissions. I'm not, I don't have any agents that I pay any money to, which is really nice. If they don't get paid, they can call the carrier and say, why did I get paid on this case? Who, what, where, when, and why? But it gives you the freedom, the flexibility. And this whole business is about renewals. The work you do today, you get paid for the rest of your life or as long as that policy stays on the books. Hopefully, it's the policy stays on the books. And, you know, the, the worst thing about one of the things that is unfortunate is the demographic that we're dealing with is aging. And I've had some great, great, great clients, agents and clients both that have passed away on me due to different illnesses or, or sicknesses. And that's hard because you really develop a relationship with these agents. You learn about their families. You learn about, you know, what makes them tick, what their goals are, what they're trying to achieve. And all the success stories are great. When you can take a guy that was on literally state assistance to making $250,000 a year after six years, I mean, that's a success story. And what did he do? He was willing to go to work. Or the retired police detective that broke three hundred thousand dollars in two and a half years. What did what did she do? She made a decision and went to work. Again, we can help with the track that people run on. We can help them build as little or as much as they want. It's an independent brokerage and it's been very, very good to me. And I I just sit back and almost pinch myself and say, How did I get to where I was? And, you know, to see the amount of success. My wife just told me, you know, what our, our gross profit was for the year because we just filed our taxes and I'm like it's crazy numbers but it's uh nothing stopping anybody from achieving their success their dreams their passion you know their to die their desires they just have to go to work when other people won't I mean it can be part-time full-time sometime I have guys that do this two days a week and they do very well at it and I have guys that do it you know, six days a week. Again, it doesn't matter. I'll, at the end of the day, I just want to see them succeed and be successful. Men, women, you name it. It's a great industry. And hopefully that gives you a little insight on what makes me tick and why I do what I do and a little bit of my background. Throughout this journey, this is one of the things that I'm adding to my list of things. My wife's pretty good at encouraging me to do new things. And I've had multiple people say, hey, you should do a podcast so I can listen to it as I drive to school or work or whatever. The hope is, is that I can get somebody to dig a little deeper, find their own little motivation inside to be more successful, to be who they want to be. 
and that they can be enlightened and achieve whatever inner success or peace they're trying to find. Throughout this process, it's a, it's been a journey. It's been fulfilling and rewarding to me. And I just want everyone to feel that same joy and fulfillment because it is truly a, such a tremendous, tremendous industry. And what a great opportunity. And it's, I mean, this is going on for the next 20, 25 years. And then it's going to be, well, what's the next journey? It doesn't matter right now. What matters is taking care of the first day and helping people to run on that track quicker and faster. And uh, society is getting faster, it seems, not slowing down. And um, if I can help somebody get from point A to point B a little quicker, then I believe I've succeeded. And if I can give them some insight, I think I've succeeded as well. Thank you for tuning in. To contact us, please email thetiebradyway at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Ty Brady Way was edited and produced by Marlo Belmano. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.